What's up, guys? Welcome to this episode of Deep Shift. I am so excited about this episode because I am interviewing Sophia Tara. Sophia makes amazing videos on Instagram speaking to the heart of humanity. She's a non-duality teacher amongst many other things, and I've known her for about two years now on Instagram, and this will be the first time that her and I communicate face-to-face. So join me on this adventure in this conversation with Sophia Tara. Sophia, I am so excited to have a conversation with you, and I've been looking forward to it for quite some time because I've been following you on Instagram and lately especially the videos you've been creating have just been remarkable and so connected filled with so much wisdom and so i'm really happy to finally be able to have this conversation with you so welcome thank you yeah i definitely feel like uh, in the last period of time there is a lot less holding back not for me personally only, but I think for everyone. It's a time where the collective needs to be fed to so much information. It's just flowing through. And um, I think it's our responsibility to allow that to flow through freely without holding back anything. Yeah, agreed. And what a time, what a extravagant moment in human history. It's just remarkable. So here we are. Um, I had uh, a few questions for you. Um, And also we could just have a conversation. But um, one of the questions was just kind of getting your your thoughts on what is going on on the planet with this pandemic, the virus, (laughs) the quarantine, and um, yeah, where you see it headed and and, and sort of your, your grand picture of it all. Okay, well actually, I'm so enthusiastic about this time. I feel completely opposite to the information that's being fed through the media. It's just, intuitively, it's just so false. This fear agenda, this um, anxiety, this stress that's going on within the population. Because my feeling is telling me, and also nature is is singing, it's very blatantly singing. Everything's more colorful, everything's more vibrant, more alive, and the same echoes within me. So I am feeling very positive, like as if the field of energy has been cleared. You know that feeling when you first, you, you travel to the mountains and you've had the windows closed in the car and you first step out of the car and you take that first breath and it's like, <laughs> that is how I feel that the field of earth is right now on all levels of our being, not only for humans, but for all living beings here now. Um, Of course, you know, when you, when you zoom out of all of this, because obviously when we live within these circumstances and within the physical emotional, mental phenomena within all of this illusion of duality that's going on. We sometimes identify with it. And so it's important to zoom out a little bit and look at it all from a more objective perspective, as if, you know, you're not Michael, I'm not Sophia. We're just looking at it as 
as these two people who are playing a role within all of this game, this theater. And when you see it that way, you're also zooming out of the timeline. So you're zooming out of the timeline and you're seeing this pandemic as a little speck in the wider evolution of things. And you're seeing that beyond this speck, beyond this bump, there is massive evolution taking place. There's so much clearing, there's, there's a new beginning. Because whenever a new beginning takes place or consciousness rises or ascends, there needs to be some kind of destruction. We need to be leaving some things behind us. Humanity was in no position to evolve spiritually in the circumstances we were in prior to this. If you, if you look at it now, people are actually starting to seek because sometimes we have to be pushed into a state of despair or into a state of introspection in order to actually be pushed to take that jump because it's a jump of faith. Sorry, one second. My <laughs> I have a candle lit here and there's a little bit of wind. There's a breeze and it almost got blown out. And symbolically, I'd like to have the flame ongoing. Um, So yeah, I think overall, um, most humans are looking within now and starting to see because the lies cannot be concealed anymore. You know, the truth is always victorious. The truth always comes out on top because the lie is, is what it is. It's a lie. It's the illusion. It doesn't exist. Fundamentally, essentially, the lie doesn't have any foundation. It's non-existent. Its foundation is actually truth because the lie steps on truth as its field of existence. The lie cannot exist if the truth doesn't exist. So lie do doesn't as, What do you see as the lie? Um, I think the lie, well, we can take it on a micro cosmic scale or we can take it we can actually do both so on a smaller scale the lie is within our everyday lives it's what we have as humans been fed uh, since before we can remember as information as a feeling duality the sense of separateness from other human beings the sense of separateness from our home our earth that we live in, that we are a part of, of nature. The separateness from our own, like this is the, this is the most interesting one, the separateness from our own consciousness. So we have been trained, so to speak, by ourselves, like no one else is responsible for this. We are entirely responsible for everything. But we have been training ourselves to look outside for information for knowledge we've placed so much importance on the logical brain the male brain so we've placed so much importance on reason and logical thinking rather than actually trusting what is going on within our intuition and within the heart mind so this 
this is within everyday life from childhood, but from many generations prior, from many lifetimes prior. Um, most people don't trust their intuition. Most people have a gut feeling and they just completely ignore it. And on top of it all, they believe they have no intuition. But intuition's always there. It's just a question of tuning into it. And so these lies from ourselves to ourselves are then emphasized throughout history by the ones who write the history. Then they're emphasized by the media, by education, by science and research, by, by the collective fears behind war, for example, behind pandemics. <laughs> so people are flocking and they are literally eating from the hands of the media. The media says, jump, they jump. The media says, there's a pandemic. There's a pandemic. I'm not going to do any personal research. I'm just going to be at home wearing a mask. And suddenly all my best friends and family are non-existent to me because they might be contagious. Now, within our, I think, the group of people that we often communicate with or are inspired by or watch through social media are somewhat involved in spirituality. So because you're in the environment that you're in, and I'm in the environment that I'm in, maybe we see things from a more open perspective. But if you actually dive back in to the matrix of the collective consciousness right now, and you look at people who have no opening to that higher sense of consciousness, or no opening to maybe the possibility of the media lying, or the government not looking out for our best interests, then they're living in fear, those people. They're not actually questioning things. So, the, I mean, that's as far as the lie is concerned. And, I mean, I, I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's necessary to go into the details of who is behind it and why they're doing it. I think we know that. And I think you know that as well. And regardless of who it is, it's not one specific person anyway. It's not one specific group. Because if we actually remember that all of this is our own projection, then those people are, are also a part of us. They are also our brothers and sisters. Those governments, those organizations, the politicians, the doctors, all the industries behind any of this, whoever we actually associate with being the cause of this is our own reflection, is our brother, our sister. We're all humans together. So it's very easy to start placing blame, but it's important to stay in that truth, I think. And I think it's, it's reaching a culminating point now through this pandemic where these two polarities within this field of our existence are reaching a point of culmination where it cannot continue to exist in that linear path. It's just those two truths, the lie and the truth, the two truths, whatever you want to call it, the polarities cannot continue to exist in this current state that they're in. It will either fall in one direction or the other. So looking at it objectively, one could say it might either fall into a place where 
all humans get injected. They are given injections supposedly as a solution for a virus, which statistics show doesn't exist, and locked in their homes, not allowed to communicate, not allowed to interact, not allowed to be close to nature, completely cut off from their source, from themselves, fed electronics, um, grilled like a microwave by 5G. Or you can look at the other side, which is that this fire of spirit will just awaken within humans and this truth will continue to spread like a pandemic and people will start to realize and awaken and there will be a new beginning and actually most um, most traditions spiritual traditions speak of this time it's referred to as the end of Kali Yuga which is the beginning of the golden age the beginning of a new age of enlightenment for man and for earth. So. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm kind of, I went. Beautifully put. No, I, I'm very much interested in that as well. Um, I've read up a lot about the golden age and the Kali Yuga, which is um, uh, in some texts, um, different texts, like different, different traditions all around the planet um, is described as uh 2025 is there's a major shift and then um from 2025 to 2035 that's when it's like it reaches its completion and then 2035 is essentially the garden earth where we, we turn it back into it, the garden it's meant to be um and i i do yeah because there are the two different sides that that everyone talks about some of the spiritual people that i talk to say you know it's it's either fake or, or the government's saying that it's bigger than it actually is um, and that they don't want their freedoms encroached upon. Yet there's also the side of the higher selves of whoever it was that perhaps um, released it that did it as, as, as almost this gift for the planet so that we could be quarantined, so we could self-reflect, so we could not go down that destructive path that the earth was, was on that was polluting the air and everything. And, it's like I see I see both. So when when people complain about one or the other, it's like, well, they they really both exist at the same time. Um, but I think like you, I see it as a very positive thing that's happening right now. And uh, mm. I'm from LA, and my friends who are back in LA now are they they they're like there's something different about the air. Like the air feels di- like the, there's an energy in the air. There's different animals that don't normally come out. It's just a uh, like they describe it as this feeling will step outside and it just feels different. Mm-hmm. And it's just so magical, which is one of the reasons why I left LA like a month ago was because the air was like orange soup. <laughs> yes. I remember that. <laughs> it's crazy. Like it's nuts what we're doing to the planet. And it's interesting too, that this is a respiratory disease and yes. that it, it affects people's ability to breathe and that we were affecting the planet's ability to breathe for so long. And it was really reaching this, this point. I just saw so much anger between different political parties and there's just so much tension building up on this planet. And all of a sudden this just knocked everyone off their feet. And now we get to, to reflect and, and 
work out the karma that we may not have worked out with our family members that we're quarantined with or, you know, and you're in Greece right now, which is incredible that we can even have this conversation. I'm here in Ashland, Oregon, which is like, <laughs> it's morning for you tomorrow and it's evening yesterday for me. <laughs> I'll come to you from the future. <laughs> <laughs> with Tell me more. <laughs> yes, here we are. Well, is, uh, is uh, the pandemic still in the future? How's, how, how, are we, how are we going in, in the new earth here? It's completely over and the earth is more beautiful than ever. And the people on it are more awake than ever. Their eyes are brighter than ever. The animals are singing. The birds are singing louder than ever. And the air actually fills your lungs. It gives you vitality and the water is clean. Oof. That's what it looks like in wow. the future. <laughs> Sophia, I can't wait to wake up tomorrow. <laughs> this is wonderful. I love your shirt, by the way. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you very much. I made it. I'm gonna plan on you sewed it? No, it's um screen printed on. Yeah, I, I did it. It's for people who are listening, it's a, a giant flower of life design on a white sweatshirt. Beautiful. Thank you. You can put it on you could you could put it on both on the front and the back as well, which would be like ultimate protection. Like oh, just great. emanating from both sides. It would be like a sphere, it would be like an absolute sphere of light around whoever's wearing it consider it done i will do that <laughs> i have kind of a, a i put a gradient on it so it looks kind of like it's like a gold sort of gradient i'll yeah. put it on the back and i'll put it on the podcast website people can purchase it <laughs> i didn't know this is going to be an advertisement for sweatshirts <laughs> <laughs> sorry it just spontaneously came from me i saw it in another video and um yeah i definitely love it Oh, that's great. Thank you for, for saying that. Um, something interesting. So I was, I was, wa I was looking at some of your Instagram posts, uh, a very recent one too. I think yesterday, um, you posted about the 432 Hertz frequency, which mm -hmm. is an A note. And I was, I was looking into it and something about it resonated with me. And, and then today my friend sent me a post and mm -hmm. it was literally about the same thing. There was a YouTube video about, uh, for 32 hertz frequency and I was looking at the comments of the YouTube video and some guy said that he tuned the A on his guitar to um, 432 as opposed to what it's normally at which I think it's like 440 or something like that mm -hmm. and he said once he did that he started playing and the the notes just hit him he was emotional every time he was playing a chord I thought that was fascinating, the serendipity of it. And also, wow, I got to like, tune my guitar to that and <laughs> get emotional yes. as I'm playing. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm curious. Uh, do you have thoughts on, on that frequency? Um, kind of yeah. how it resonates with you? Certainly. Um, okay, so besides all of the knowledge around the subject and <clears throat> what 440 is and what 432 is just as a feeling. Um, I used to get very many headaches from listening to music. If I was listening to music for an extended period of time, 
and I love music. I, I used to, I would never be able to take any method of transport or walk anywhere. Sorry, I'm just running out of battery. I would never be able to walk anywhere or go anywhere without being accompanied by music. So it was quite conflicting for me because at the same time as wanting to listen to so many of these songs, which I really loved, um, I was getting headaches from it. And also I was realizing that it was affecting, you know, I was observing myself and I was realizing that this music was affecting my entire energy, my entire state of consciousness. So if I listened to music on the train, for example, on my way to school back then when I was in high school, then I, upon arriving, I realized that as soon as I removed my headphones from my ears, I, I was feeling emotions that weren't necessarily my own and which I could not allocate to any specific experience or moment in time. And so that's when I started looking further into things. And um, actually my older brother back then, he had told me he was a, music, he was a musician and um, he was playing music. And so I remember he was really enthusiastic and he told me one day about 432 hertz. And I was completely, it was another language to me, frequency, hertz, vibration, tuning, A. I had no idea what any of this meant, mentally speaking. And he, he told me that during the Second World War, this began in Germany and then it went on into England and America with Rockefeller. And the natural tuning of the universe, which actually can be mathematically traced through sacred geometry, through the Fibonacci sequence, Um, when we are aligned with that frequency, we are functioning as one with everything. It's just, it's, it's, not, it's a lot more simple than it sounds. It's like breathing. It's like breathing. When we are at, we're vibrating at the same frequency as our planet, as our nature, we are aligned with it. We're breathing with it. When we step outside of alignment from that, it's very, very much of a, it's very dis unbalancing. It's like when we walk, we have one uh, foot in front of the other one, for example, it's just, and even the smallest change of length of one of your legs or the smallest change of size in one foot will completely set your balance off because it is interrupting the balance and the harmony of your geometry. I don't know if that is making sense, but that's how mm -hmm. it came to me just now. And so in the same way, when we change the frequency of our music, there's so much more behind that than mm. it seems. There's so much more behind it because music is everything. Sound is literally everything. And music is if you take all the things you enjoy in life, like you take reading, um, cooking, 
lighting incense, walking in nature, drinking water, whatever, whatever it is, the things that really bring you the sense of wholeness. And you take music. There's something about music that really strikes a chord within that nothing else can quite compare to. It's a mix of the emotional, the physical, the, the liberating. So music is like a direct, direct chord into our heart. When we listen to music, the musical harmony of the universe, everything is music. So when we change the vibration of our music, we're changing the vibration of our heart, of our emotions. And we are losing our alignment with the vibration of earth and the vibration of nature, which means that our heart is no longer beating in synchronicity with that. So we're separating, we become separate from that. It's like cutting the umbilical cord from, you know, from this flow of energy. And 440 hertz, which is the standard tuning, has been the standard tuning since the Second World War. If you look at sand plates, so plates of sand are taken. Um, this is using cymatics to measure the vibration. Plates of sand, you can also do this with water, are taken and the sand is um, laid across this plate and the plate vibrates at 440 hertz and it's just a complete mess. There's something within it that somehow resembles geometry, but it's chaotic. It, you know, the whole shape is lost. It's like one blob. I'll send you a link after for this. And if you look at the 432 hertz vibrating on top, it's completely harmonious. The lines wow. are clear. The lines are clear. It's it's a clear mandala. Wow. Um, That's really yeah, interesting. The same thing for crystals of water. Um, somewhere. I'll show you right now, actually. It's amazing to be able to visualize sound. For some reason, when you said that, it, it just all made sense to me. This is why I want to show you this right now, spontaneously. Um, this is in Greek, so don't mind the words. Um, so this is by Masaru Emoto, who is a Japanese doctor who studied the... He was studying the crystals of water. So he was freezing water crystals uh, after they had been exposed to certain words, frequencies, music. And with a microscope, he was looking at these crystals and seeing what the different shapes came from, from different words, from different music, from different frequencies. And what I explained to you before with cymatics is also visible here through the following. If you can find a clear picture, one moment. Sorry, excuse me, I'm just while I find that. Yeah, not a problem. It's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still thinking about the, how, how the 432 makes a beautiful shape, yet the 440 makes a more chaotic shape. And attributing that to, yeah, like sound, I always call it like auditory emotion. Like you can transmit emotion through sound waves to another, yeah, definitely. another person. You think you can literally, by putting a few notes together, you can affect the emotion. You can make someone feel sad. You can make someone feel happy and excited through just exactly. sound vibration. Like it's remarkable <laughs> that you can do that. 
And yeah, for this frequency, I almost want to like get like a really nice speaker, set it up and just have the 432 Hertz just playing through or like yes, a sound you, bowl or something like that. Yeah, exactly. You need a natural method of um, a natural instrument because if you look for 432 music online, especially through YouTube or wherever you might find it, it's not, it's not, um, it's not clear. It's not 432 because it's, um, frequency has been interrupted. Yeah, pressed, yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. And also, if you look at the fact that we are, I don't know, what is it, 70, 80% water. Yeah. Um, you can understand what the vibration of music being out of alignment does to our entire organism, our system. It's totally. out of alignment and that's why there are so many health issues in modern society. So I guess for people who are listening, um, what you could do is you could get a, a sound bowl or a singing bowl on Amazon or at your local you know, crystal shop and find one that is 432 hertz and you could just play it before bed and when you wake up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then I guess you could sing it too. Like if you get the tone from the bowl and you could sing along with it and harmonize with it, I feel like that would be beneficial as well. <laughs> Something tells me that that would be a good thing. Okay. All right, so for people who are listening, I will describe what is being shown. Sophia has a book. <laughs> All right, um, so. Now this is the crystal, the water crystal okay. from the word lucky, the bottom one. Do you see this? What? The word lucky. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It, it's, it looks like sacred geometry. It's like Star of David with just like interwoven beauty within it. Exactly. So lucky. How, how does the, so is it like the numerology of it turned into a, a frequency or like? Um, no, it's or the word. Someone just, so someone saying, says saying the word lucky and projecting the words onto the walls of the cup or glass, which the water is contained in. Wow. So it's like magic. Because, yes, because words, it's no coincidence that we say spelling words, cast mm. spells, words, yeah, words, so true. vibration. When we speak in the language of truth and when we speak with high vibrating words, positivity, that's why we are attracting more of it into our life because those words mm. emanate vibration. And now this is the crystal for bad luck. I'm not sure if you can see that there. For bad luck, yeah. It it looks it looks kind of sad. <laughs> like it's trying, but it's not it's just not quite doing it. <laughs> it it looks like it's half of it's broken. Yeah. Oh, it looks sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's half half. It's like um in a conflict. Yeah. Wow. Words really are magic. That too, it's like you can say a string of, of words, of sounds that then hit a person's ears and then it gets registered in their brain and they can feel emotions. They could fall in love. They could get into a fight. They can 
uh, it's just remarkable what we are capable of. These are the water crystals held by a mother who was told about her child. So it's literally the mother's feelings whilst expressing this love for her child. Wow. That's gorgeous as well. That's beautiful. So this is water that's like freezing as all this stuff is, is happening. And, and they look at the, the little crystals under a microscope. Yes, it's basically, you know, water is a really amazing tool for manifesting. Water is absolutely receptive. It's absolutely female. It's, it's absolutely female. So when we have a glass of water or a bottle of water here or anything, and you speak to it, you know, this sounds, <laughs> this sounds however it sounds, but when you speak to this water um, and you play it high frequencies or you charge it with, with positive emotion, that water holds all of it. It absorbs all of it which is why it's so important when buying water from out from from outside to be consciously blessing that water because it absorbs everything including the barcodes and the labels and the words around it so water is an extremely powerful tool for carrying and transmitting vibrational information it absolutely absorbs everything wow so it's listening. The water in your body is listening to you as you speak as well, completely shifting your whole body's structure, your cellular structure to your water. Which adds that other layer to like uh, Tony Robbins incantations where you like look into a mirror and you just say like, you're beautiful and you've got this and you can do whatever you want. And yeah. the serendipitous aspect of this is that the last interview I did with it, it was a past life regressionist uh, who Leo but said the same exact thing he said. So this is two interviews in a row where we're talking about speaking to the water and, and projecting <laughs> your manifestations into it and drinking it. So yeah, there's, there's your magic spell as well. It works. It absolutely works. It so absolutely did, works. Did you have a, a kind of like awakening in life or were you always an enlightened being? Mm. <laughs> I think that's actually it's like always a funny question because I I strongly believe inside myself that every being is awake and it's just a question of remembering so it's that moment when you remember and I think that happens to us at several points along our lifetime so for me anyway it happened at so many points from from childhood where I was remembering this oneness with everything, where I was remembering that things are more than what they seem, that I'm in this state of duality. It's like a dream state. But the difference between always knowing that and being stable within that truth is huge because you might have this 
beautiful moment of remembrance and then immediately after get sucked back in to the illusion or sucked back into the identification with the role that you play and continue like that for months before having another moment of remembering. Whereas if you really hold on to that first moment that you remember and you just integrate that into you and really work for it after that, if you dedicate yourself to it afterwards with virtuous living, with whatever tools may help you, with whatever, whatever method of remembering helps, um, then it becomes a stable state of being. But the reason I say this is because I, I cannot see it as something which happens at one point in time. It's just a constant state of being, um, which is within every human. I just think that the difference is that some people don't remember it and others remember it. And if I, have, if I had to say that there was one point in time where I made the decision to follow this knowing, this inner knowing, when I was reminded of this and took the decision to follow it, it is when um, I took that leap of faith and just came to nature and came to the mountains. Which is where you live in now. Which is where I live now, in my trailer. <laughs> Nature in the mountains, that's, that, that's, that's incredible in itself. Self-quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, were you doing that before the whole quarantine? Yes, yeah. I've been here for many years now. Many years now, wow. And do you live with people? There are a few others in, on the same mountain, yes. Um, and... Uh, Land. Say it again, it, it cut out. We live and sustain ourselves and our lives from here, from the land here, mainly. Wow. What's that's remarkable. And it's it's also very special that we can like tune in to, to your community. Like you're living kind of off the grid, right? You're you're in nature. And how cool is it that we can we can tune in to you from across the world and say, Hey, how's it going? How's yeah. How exactly. is life completely separated from humanity? Sounds <laughs> well, like it's pretty good. <laughs> I think it's um, it's not quite completely separated. You know, I used to believe that you have to go and be in a cave for 10 years in order to achieve a certain state of awareness. But I think the balance is the key. You know, to make those everyday decisions of hierarchy of prioritizing virtues and certain values but not being completely cut off from the rest of the world and from this level of our existence because yes we are also our body we are also this level of existence i feel like a lot of people put so much focus especially in the spiritual community on astral projection and leaving the body and remembering the uh, other lives and remembering the higher lives and remembering Lemuria and like, yes, okay. That is beautiful as well. Like I don't, I love those experiences too, but there's a reason we chose also to be here in this level of existence. There is a reason we chose as souls to come and manifest into a physical body, into a dimension of duality, 
of polarity. So it's about integrating the previous truths of a higher self into this level of polarity. That's where the beautiful key is. That's where the integration lies, is bringing that one unified consciousness into duality, which means completely transcending duality, which is a huge step in evolution for any soul. But it also helps others within that level of existence, within that third dimension or fourth dimension. So I feel like it's so important to remember our connection with the very earth, the material, the matter, the earth, the physical, the human. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Um, and I'm curious, because uh, right now people are going through, some people are going through difficult times and they're confused or they're living with some fear. Um, what are your thoughts on maybe daily practices or something that you do as you wake up um, to realign and to stay kind of aligned with your higher self and your purpose? Breathing. Deep breathing. Drinking water, <laughs> blessed water, conscious water. Being very conscious of thoughts, words, energy, you know, being mindful. Everything is within mindfulness because it's just so simple. In mindfulness, we are in the present moment and in the present moment are all moments. We are in the eternal state of now. So when we are completely in this moment with all of our being, just really placing all of our awareness into this present moment, right now in which I speak to you, right now in which my hands are moving in this way and I'm feeling what I'm feeling, I'm here. And in this moment, I am absolutely eternal. So it's like if you actually really are mindfully placing your awareness into this moment, it's impossible to forget. Because all the truth is here now. I can understand that within daily life, sometimes in other circumstances with working or living in a city, someone might say, okay, well, all right, it's, it's, it might be one thing being mindful when you're in the mountains, but what about when you're in your car or you're driving through traffic or when you're on the phone or when you're right in the middle of the loud city, for example. But the truth is that the present moment is also those things. It is also the city. It's also the noises of the city. It's also the frequencies of the neighbors yelling. It's also, it's whatever it is. Present moment is everywhere. If you, all you have to do is just place your moment, your awareness in now, that's it. And you'll find everything there. It's literally all there the infinity of our essence is right there. And then, you know, you reinforce that through actions, which are conscious, conscious actions, virtuous actions, actions which have kindness as their foundation, gratitude, brotherhood, sisterhood, you know, feeling, you know, being one with your fellow human being respect, humility, hope, patience, remembrance, 
wisdom, harmony, justice. If you start, you know, basing all your actions around these these things, these things, these entities, these energies, these virtues, and you really say, okay, well, that's am I am I being in this right now? And I'm am I being in gratitude right now? Am I being in hope right now? Am I being in bravery? You know, and you really bring yourself into that higher ideal. And you say, okay, is my action towards this higher ideal right now? Without pressure, though, without, you know, putting this constraint on yourself or pressure that you need to be a certain way or resemble something. Just try and be inspired, I would say, by those things. Within everything, within from taking a shower to going to the toilet to talking on the phone to your mother to farming or planting trees or plants or whatever it is that it fits in everything from driving to driving your car am i driving with mindfulness am i driving with gratitude that i'm able right now to be sitting in this car being taken from a to b or just that i'm breathing grateful that i'm breathing you don't even need to take it to the car i feel those things are everyday practices and of course For me personally, I place a lot of importance on ceremony. So taking that time to be with your physical body and all of your other bodies and your mind and your emotion completely dedicated towards a higher cause. Whether it is a prayer for humanity, whether it is some kind of um, ceremonial practice, whether it is eating, because eating and sharing a meal is also a ceremony. Sharing a meal with yourself. You can just be alone eating. That's a ceremony. You're dedicating every bite to that higher state of awareness. Beautifully put. There's like some 432 hertz coming out from you. <laughs> I was feeling that emotionally <laughs> as you were speaking. And I love ceremony. I absolutely love ceremony. Like my life has transformed through, through really conscious, deliberate ceremony. And I just love the excuses for ceremonies, you know, like, like there's a full moon, so it's ceremony time. Or there's a new moon, so it's ceremony time. <laughs> you know, it's, or it's the meal that you just cook, so it's ceremony time. But it's like, sometimes I'll, I will feel out of alignment, you know, where I just feel distracted from life. And I can very clearly feel that I'm just, I'm not in my highest excitement. And so I will have that ceremony, you know, if there's, if there's a moon, I love doing ceremonies in the on the, on the moon during the the moon cycles because uh, something about it just feels very potent and I will write down my intentions I'll put out crystals and sage and and I'll just make it very sacred feeling and just get the energy really like thick and juicy and I will sit I'll play some some different frequencies and hertz and set some intentions and maybe write down my intentions on a piece of paper and meditate on them. And at the end, burn the paper and, and just set it as it is. And um, my life is transformed. Like that actually, that works really, really well to if you want to make that right angle shift in life towards, towards a life purpose. Exactly. So, yeah. I appreciate you bringing up the ceremony like that. Yeah. And those, what, all the things you mentioned there, 
you know, crystals, sage, um, candles, fire, those are all elements which have very high frequencies. They are all things which are completely aligned to Earth's energy. And not only Earth, but ether, fire is what brings two worlds, so to speak, together. So it brings the visible and the, and the invisible together. So fire is absolutely a beautiful way of breaking into that zero point of manifestation, like bringing your intentions into the physical. It's fire really brings things alive. Sage. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> I love the sage. It's so, so nice. It's actually a really good practice, especially for us who use um, the media. We use technology as um, a method of communication, communicating our message or sharing things with other brothers and sisters, it's really important to also be dedicating our devices. So I use Sage, for example, to burn and cleanse device, devices I use. Nice. Um, because they also have loads of different frequencies within them, information coming through constantly, which is not always something you can control, what is or isn't coming through your device, and therefore entering your field. So just an idea there for ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love turning more things into ceremony. It's just a great way to realign. It, and it's water so easy. Is just and water, yeah, with every sip, blessing it and drinking it. Yeah. Um, do, do you have any messages that you'd like to share, anything on your heart that feels irrelevant? before we uh, wrap up this convo? Yes. I just want to share this message of hope right now. That's what I'm feeling to share. Um, it is such a beautiful shift, a beautiful time of shift and raising of awareness of the collective. And I just want to remind everyone that whatever may seem or whatever may be told or not told or whatever may be going through them emotionally at the moment it's just a transitional period and this will too come to its culminating point and move on to a new beginning and i just want to remind brothers and sisters remind myself first of all and remind all brothers and sisters that it's really not that difficult to navigate through this. Just being present, being aligned with yourself, being slightly more aware of a few of our everyday practices, our rituals, our water, our breathing, our music, our food. We can start from those simple points and just start to cleanse and clear our field through this. And it's really in that space we can really navigate through this easily. And we are together. No one is alone through this. Like, look, we are speaking from the other side of the world. And this is not due to internet. Because from the moment we are aligning in our personal lives with these truths, with these methods of navigation, so to speak, then we are automatically connecting to this group chat with which 
within which we all communicate, etherically speaking. You know, it's meta metaphorically, we, beyond this conversation, which is taking place sort of supposedly on devices, just in your, within your ceremony, just by taking part in your personal ceremony and me and mine and each brother and sister in their own, we are coming together. And that's where our freedom lies. We are within us. We are in that zero point within ourselves of absolute unity, unity consciousness. And that's why even if there is no internet at some point, there is no method of communication, if everyone can just please remember that breathe, drink your water, sit in ceremony and go into yourself and I'll be there. You'll be there. All the brothers and sisters will be right there. We're all together. Like it's just an undeniable truth. Yes, I feel that. We are all connected. We're all one. Thank you for that message of hope. I, I, I feel it. And I think it's so important to have hope right now and for people to recognize that this is a beautiful moment and we can treat it as such. And if the internet goes out, we can connect. We will, we will go in and we will all connect and it's gonna be beautiful. And I, yeah, I've, I've, had, I've had experiences of the connection of all consciousness as a single thing and it's a gorgeous experience. Um, and um, so I'm gonna include links to your social media and stuff in the show notes, but um, also how can people find you? online uh, they can find me through instagram mainly that's what i've been mainly using at the moment um what do Which i has been incredible it's been just <laughs> wonderful what you've been posting i highly recommend everyone go check out her page because what you post is just it's so potent and it's so relevant right now thank you thank you for receiving it first of all thank you for opening your heart and allowing that into you yeah, and your Instagram handle is? Uh, journal of the Soul. So that's how people will find me, Embody Higher Consciousness. Um, I'll say that again, I'm not sure if it was clear. Journal of the Soul. It's all in one word. <laughs> journal of the Soul. Boom, got it. And if you didn't get that, you can look at the show notes and there will be a link to get straight <laughs> to it. Well, Sophia, thank you so much for dedicating time and just for sharing your light with everyone. Oh, it was a pleasure. It was an honor. Thank you so much for connecting. Yeah, it's an honor to be in your presence. And I was looking forward to this so much. And I can't wait to speak again. So thank you so much. Same. Me too. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Deep Shift. If you enjoyed it, please leave it five stars. Give it a like, a comment, subscribe in your favorite podcasting apps or on YouTube. Tune in next time. We've got another amazing guest to talk about some deep shift. Much love, everyone, and peace.